this podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at shopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm as always Alex and I'm joined by Dylan. Hi Dylan. Hey Alex. Hey guys. Welcome back. I am. I have returned to the land of Lashley, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, I'm no longer in Chicago. So I'm a bit sad and also tired because travel is a bitch. But we here talk about stardom. As always, well, not as always, as of the last few weeks and going forward, we are part of the Five Star Network, very proud members of the team, and check out all of the other stuff as well. I don't know if you're going to do all that spiel. But I was, I yes, the you. Five Star Network host of us, Stardom Quest, uh, the All Elite cast hosted by Scott Edwards and Six Star. We also have uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons, still jealous of that name, that's hosted by Sandra and Friends. I say it every week. Yes. And then we also have Watch Tiege, which has about six people involved. So I do not know all of the names, but uh, that seems very popular. So, uh, you know, check that out. And there's, I, and there's more coming. I think there's a website part that's going to go out soon with like articles and stuff. So uh, we're not just a podcast thing. There's a website. It's going to be really cool. Going to cover a lot of wrestling, a lot of stuff that people who listen to this would enjoy because there's quite a few Joshi heads involved. So uh, keep your eyes out on that. But, um, yeah, we have quite a loaded week from from Stardom, all things considered. Um, there's a there's a whole lot of news. First thing is that um, yeah, uh, Kylan King, kind of in an interview with I think it was Fightful, not with Scott yeah. for once. Uh, Scott did not do this one. <laughs> um, she basically said that she would be uh, back working with Stardom in 2023. So that's obviously this year. Um, as you can imagine, very happy with that. I loved Kylan King when she wrestled Mayu. And, you know, I, I, it, she didn't know what she was doing. Uh, she didn't really reveal what she was doing. I imagine it might be... Like, I don't know if they would have her on an American show now that they have Mercedes. So maybe well, she's no, going to come in for like an SWA match in Japan or a short run or something. Uh, cause... I feel like they're going to build the NJPW women's division. Because there's also uh, Hyan. Hyan. I, whatever uh she really good wrestler she mm. was training a lot with the new japan uh la dojo and that's like the first time that they've publicly had like a a woman like be like an active like high level name participant outside yeah. mercedes who was also at the at the training session but i i imagine they might want to build up around it a little bit more um one interesting thing about the kind of king interview is that apparently sumi sakai was the one who booked her for the mm. uh the new japan show the last time around yeah and i'm just like damn that like sumi has her hands in fucking everything that is crazy shout out to her sumi but is the link she is, like she's the she's yeah. the link between america and japan for for a lot of the women i know jungle kiona kind of went through her as well yeah um speaking of which i feel like uh a lot is popping off in just joshi in general that we do not have to talk about but Jesus Christ, I like everything to do with Noah is like huge. Um, 
and T GBW Tokyo Joshi Pro Tokyo is, is is going to the Tokyo Dome. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, with in a higher AI. in a higher match level than any Star Woman has ever competed at. Oh yeah, they'll get like, more time as well. The <laughs> like they're gonna yeah. get like like that's way more time than, than Kyrie and Tom. Oh well, yeah, obviously Kyrie and Tom. Yeah. But even like last year, they did the what I forget what match they ran a two on two, I think, on the second day, and that was like in the second match, yeah. and it was it was pretty nothing. Hmm. Uh, but this is getting like this is like middle of the card. Like this is like a true show your stuff match, which is yes, crazy yeah. that they they. <laughs> well, actually, it's not crazy. Noah is is probably smarter than New Japan in in these sorts of areas. Uh, well, Mudo. Mudo is probably Muto, smarter. Than Muto is a real one. Muto. Woke, woke yeah, King Muto's Muto. A real one. He he innovated the women's division. First <laughs> yeah, we, ever we about women's division. Stuff, you know. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't that say it in a bad way. That is a great picture, though. That is a great picture, though, <laughs> yeah. of like of yeah. him with like the mist on his mouth. It's like anytime you want to make a gay joke, yeah. <laughs> you just put it. It's like, hey, they look at they look at kind of, and yeah. that's just Muto. I'm surprised that it hasn't great. been pulled out whenever I talk about Club Venus. Because it feels like that's a perfect opportunity for that photo. I mean, didn't you talk about fucking dads yesterday? Like, I think <laughs> I don't think that it's necessary anymore. I think we just expect it. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to ward off weirdos from annoying me about no, my tweet. And it worked valid. because I have less weirdos than usual because I threatened to smash their dads. So it worked. It's a crazy sentence. Well, listen, you know, it's it's it works. You gotta you gotta go crazy sometimes. Go crazy, go stupid. Um, but yeah, that's the Kylan King thing. We have no idea what she's doing. Hopefully, it is something in Japan because she's cool. Uh, Stardom yeah. has announced that they will be launching a Stardom Card Party. It is basically a, an app for digital trading cards. They have physical trading cards, but now they're getting into the digital market. I know New Japan has a very similar. Uh, game that a lot of people play so this is just getting a stardom version so that Bushiro can probably make more money because they've been implementing stardom wrestlers into the new japan mm. one for like they've been like doing a very like slow rollout and they've been yeah. being very meticulous about it so it's while well, there's like you know what fuck it let's give them their own game which i mean i mean hey cool gotta make but money it's, it's interesting in that way i have seen some people like genuinely upset because they're like well I, I log into new japan one every day i'd like them to be together whereas now i have to log into two and so there there are a few yeah, people who are like disappointed I mean. um but obviously like you, you know where they're doing this like <laughs> come on um so yeah they're gonna spread it out and you know this is bushy roads thing they they do a lot of this kind of digital stuff and it's what they're good at so it's uh you know it's good to see them expanding stardom even more and kind of treating it just like new japan in some ways yeah totally yeah um, um i'm never gonna play it yeah, yeah <laughs> like I've, I, I don't see the point when you like can't do anything to earn the cards you just have to hope like i don't i don't know it doesn't seem doesn't seem very fun gotcha is a mysterious but beautiful art it just seems like gambling and like yeah i once invested it, yeah. in cryptocurrency so i know what gambling is like <laughs> so oh, okay no it it, it was kind of just like so I, I don't know if americans have this we have this thing called revolut right and like you can put money on it and you can just you can just do it like they want to just let you do anything so on this revolute you can send people money you can save you can set up a vault you can get a loan you can invest in stocks you can invest in crypto and they're just like just do it just do whatever 
Um, so I had like a little bit of money on on the Revolut, and I don't use it anymore. So I was like, why don't I just put small amounts of money into these tiny cryptocurrencies just to see what happens? Um, and it was very funny. I lost ninety nine percent in like day one. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's so it was it was worth it. It was it was quite funny. No. So okay, we are not a crypto podcast. We will we will move off the subject in one second. Uh, we in fact do not endorse spending money on any of the stock market because i think it's kind of dumb personally it's just it's just it's just educated gambling but you do you but i will say that the closest my i this was like right before or this was when all the crazy shit happened with like cryptocurrencies and with the stock market and with GameStop and all that shit i remember i worked at a convenience store and this dude came down like from the apartment upstairs and he was like he was like man this stuff's popping off i was like yeah cool cool man and he's just like yeah i invested in this thing called dogecoin and i was like why the fuck would you do that (laughs) and then he made like five thousand dollars and i was like that is the dumbest motherfucker i've ever met and somehow he just like that is that's not right that is not how it should that's not how it should have happened he lost it like immediately because he like reinvested it in a different fucking cryptocurrency because he's dumb but yeah i I just thought that 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 was a funny little anecdote about cryptocurrencies don't do it kids it's not smart. Yeah, don't lose ninety nine percent in one day like I did. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Now they've uh, Stardom have announced two matches for the next Stardom and Showcase. This is on the twenty eighth of no twenty sixth of February. It's in Kobe International Exhibition Hall. Um, they announced the Kansai Anywhere Falls Rules match. It is Azami versus Momoka Hanazono versus X versus Double X. So. Uh, another four-way falls count anywhere match. Uh, the other match is women's professional wrestling muscle Japan number one deciding muscle match. Saida versus Chanyota. Love that. <laughs> that is amazing. Love that. Chanyota on Chanyota fits this brand so well. Oh, she I like Chanyota just fits stardom. Like I yes. like I think people yeah. like undersell that because like she just meshes with everybody there. Mm-hmm. Like I like even like not even if she's not like the greatest in ring talent you've ever seen. She's pretty good. Just the vibe. She's good. She's yeah. good. Especially for being as green as she is. Mm-hmm. She's pretty solid. But just the vibe, she just works, right? She's she's works perfectly. She has that kind of comic undertone while also like being able to just fucking lay at your head off. Like that's exactly what you need in stardom. And she has it. So shout out to her. Um, definitely. I'm um, actually excited for that match. That sounds fun. It is, it is. Uh Chanyota is also on the next New Blood. Um, well, this might not be the next one. I think they have one in February, don't they? I feel like they should, because I yeah. feel like they're not ready for whatever the next yes. one is. Um, so they've announced that on the, the 25th of March at the New Blood Premium Show. This is the one in the Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, they Budokan. need to have one. They, they need to have one because they have semifinal matches. But these sem- the semifinals are on the Budokan now. So they've announced the... Oh, so it's a semifinal final. Yeah. Gimmick. Yeah, they've announced the semi-final pairings. It's Mariah and Tomoki Inaba versus Ami Sore and Nanami. So the All Gods yeah. I Meeting. And the oh, other one cool. is Starlight Kid and Karma versus Mai Sakurai and Chanyota. So that is the the pairings for the next. I can't believe the new blood pay per view. Oh, I I can't I can't believe that we're about to see either Mariah's first championship win be a new blood championship. Or Starlight Kid and fucking Karma hold championships in this company. Like those are those yeah. are the, those are the options. That's Here's crazy. the thing: Would you take Starlight Kid and Karma winning those belts if it meant 
kid doesn't win the white belt. Sure. <laughs> like, okay. honestly, sure. All right. I'm I cool with it. Because I don't need to watch New Blood. We just do that. Like, you know, well, one of these days I could ask you, hey, can we just stop covering New Blood? And you'll probably be like, yeah, no, why not? I wouldn't do that. We have to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, but it's bad. You know, like, it's I usually this pretty one was bad. Good. I mean, this, this one yeah. was really good. Like, this one was quite good. But, you know, if, if they have a couple stinkers, I think I can I can weasel my way into, like, watching a couple of the matches and then just not. <laughs> of course, of course. All right. Well, um, I think that's all the uh, main stuff. Um, after that, we have Shoe Pro stuff. So this is this is fun. Oh boy. Uh, so the Shoe Pro voting has come out. It released earlier today. Uh, they had a match of the year. They had favorite women of the year. The faction of the year. All that kind of stuff. Um, now, obviously, you can't take this stuff as gospel. Every voting audience has its own biases, right? Like that's that's just a part of an audience no audience is like fully objective all right like it's how it works so um the shoe pro voting audience obviously has its own biases towards what shoe pro covers right you know because shoe pro it's a magazine doesn't write about everything writes about some stuff so there is there is obviously going to be that bias there um but these are obviously kind of a good indication of how things are going so for stardom one of the interesting things is that the fourth most popular match of last year was Natsupoi versus Tam Nakano in the cage match. That got 860 votes. That is wild to me. That was above Kaito Kiyomiya versus Keiji Muto, uh, Will like, Ospreay versus Tetsuya Naito, Okada versus Shingo, and Mayu versus I mean, Kairi. At least, at least if it was over the uh, the Despi versus um, Junkasai match, I might actually just give up on wrestling <laughs> no, that was uh, that was second because i'd be i'd be very depressed because that was my favorite match last year so nothing beats that for me personally yeah but man if they if they found a way to be like you know what that cage match it was just better i, I would have i would have like blown a gasket That's and fair. denounced shoe pro forever <laughs> but i like shoe pro i like their yeah. covers they look cool um now the other starter matches that are on there julia versus suzu was number six and mayu versus Kyrie was uh number 10 so um i like the julia versus suzu pick yeah i like, always think interesting it's interesting how different what like a high-end match is to the native audience versus us because remember when they had like tam versus mayu as one of the best matches of the year and like most international fans had forgot about that and most international yeah. fans probably would have said that you know julia versus uh tam on the gp final was like better than julia versus suzu or they'd have had like a siri <laughs> match up there but there's there's no siri on this like that is that is absurd right like that there's no siri and there's no saya yeah which is yeah interesting and obviously i think julia versus yeah, I, uh I siri at the the dream queendom was probably too late to qualify because that, that that yeah because i could see the it. voting started on like the 13th of december yeah as far as i'm aware yeah. so that and that explains that. like 13th of january mm -hmm. um something like that but yeah uh I mean, I notoriously preferred the Suzu match over the Tam match on that final. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool with it. I think I agree with that. Uh, it's definitely not like the best match of the year, period. But I thought it was like a really, really good match, high quality match. And if you, you know, I, I'm I like it because it gives Suzu her her flowers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I think even like for somebody who, and obviously we talk about casual fans. Everybody talks about casual fans. It's kind of dumb to some degree. But for somebody who came into Stardom in January and was only on a few shows leading up to the five star 
and then lost her first five five star matches and then but somehow built this like this fan base in stardom i mean because you know that like fucking not every prominence fan is watching a stardom show mm-hmm. just you know you know just for suzu obviously there are a lot of suzu fans there's a lot of suzu crossover fans but the fact that she kind of like built that and then had that match with julia great match but she got a fan vote for that match being so good mm-hmm. is pretty dope in my opinion you know what i mean like you don't see a lot of independent wrestlers on these lists you know what i mean that aren't legends like jun kasai and even he's a freedoms guy he's not even a freelancer but do you get what i'm trying to say that it's interesting to see someone that's not you know the first expectation well, for I mean... a match of the year contender an, an indie wrestling women's wrestler getting on there is is pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I mean, look, prominence is is an indie, um, so definitely I, I I get where you're coming from there. But um, you know, that's just stardom. Stardom's raising their profile, isn't it? Yeah. Um, speaking of stardom, they won the faction of the year award. Uh, Cosmic Angels had that, and a waiter tie was third, how... which is absurd. But it's it, like that is where I start questioning my reality you know what i mean because that that's where i'm like like you know i get it like you know some factions aren't some people's cup of tea and some people really like it i get it with a way tie like i get why a lot of people like a way tie but like cosmic angels being the number one is wild to me yeah and ddm not getting on the list also crazy to me uh, queen's quest getting low makes sense you know uh i star is not on the list at all is a bit interesting I would have thought stars over Queen's Quest because Queen's Quest didn't do a lot. Mm. But again, this is all fan vote, so it's just a matter of like wh- which collaboration of wrestlers you like the most. Um, so I get it, but it's it's just that's wild to me that Cosmic Angels won that. What's even weirder is um, the favorite wrestler vote, and this one's insane. Um, <laughs> Tam Nakano, fourth most popular wrestler, uh, the number one for stardom. Starlight Kid, fifth most popular wrestler number two for stardom. Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa, also in the top ten. Uh, Julia, Natsupoi, Sai Kamatani, Mayu Iwatani, all in the top 15. And then you have Utami and uh, Shiri sitting around 20, which is very interesting. Because, um, you know, like Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tetsuya Naito are the top here, uh, the top two. And they're obviously, like, that's obvious. They're incredibly popular. Yeah. And I, I used to remember... New Japan fans will always be like, oh, you can't take these votes seriously. Okada's not going above Naito. And I'm like, have you listened to people react to Naito? Um, it's kind of I mean, he's the here. reason why New Japan... I, I love that anecdote where like the president was like, yeah, the reason we decided to uh, to give like cheering back is really because Naito. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we, we want to hear that shit again. <laughs> That's just cool. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, yeah, Naito's over like Rover. So I think it's Go very on. interesting that Tam and kid are so high up here and and mina as well like uh, that's just really interesting where's mina she's eighth she's above julia jesus christ um what is what is the world come so to? yeah i just i mean it's interesting though that like utami and shuri who they like spent two years essentially building up um are below people like sai kamatani like natsupoi um mayo obviously is above them uh julia's above them it's kind of just interesting because obviously that's uh People like charismatic, you know, entertaining wrestlers. I know it's shocking to some people, but uh, yeah, this, this vote is just very interesting. And, uh, you know, I'd, 
Like, you can see why they pushed Tam so hard when, like, Bushiroad came in. Because there was a very, like, quick shift to, like, make putting Tam on all of the television stuff and, uh, you know, putting her into the feud with Julia. And it's obviously paid off now where she's, you know, the fourth in the voting for the most popular wrestler in, in Shupro. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, like, check, <laughs> but I assume this is the most we've ever had, like, stardom wrestlers in the top 10, probably even the top 20. Like, they, they have oh, more yeah. spots than anybody, I think. Like, they have more than everybody in the top 20 because New Japan only has a few. And then the rest are like Noah, Secret Base somehow, uh, Seori Anu, Jun Kasai, Yuki Arai is there. TJPW only has two people on the entire like top fifty, which is is crazy to me. It's it's just oh, uh, Yuki Arai, huh? Yuki Arai and Mizuki, <laughs> which is crazy. So um, yeah, Stardom just completely lapped everybody on this. Um, Miyu Amasaki was forty sixth. So Miyu Miyu is very popular. She was she was number ten in the newcomer award as well, and she's top fifty here in the most popular wrestler vote. What? Uh, the, hmm. That's just I don't get it, man. Yeah, I feel like a I feel like an old man when I listen to these shoe pro awards. Yeah, because I'm just like I was like it doesn't make sense. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that. That's like my immediate thought is like none of this makes any sense to me. But like at the same time, it's just different. Different strokes, different folks. You know how it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't like build your promotion around voting, but it's it's just really interesting to see who the fans really like, you know, and who who they're getting behind. And you know, Miyu Amasaki is here. Um, Waka Skiyama is very high as well. Like, it's it's just very interesting. But uh, yeah, Cosmic Angels really has a stranglehold on that top top ten. So that's you know, Nagi is such a big. Um, loss i guess if you want to say it because i feel like most people assume she's gone now that she's working america and she showed up in great um yeah it's it's, it's kind of like i feel like she's a marvelous wrestler yes yeah you know she, I mean? like, like that's like a marvelous like yeah. i feel like i associate her more with chagusa than mm-hmm. i do with cosmic angels at this point uh, and like we, I mean, we knew she they're was going to america together yeah like we knew she unagi was popular but like number seven on this like that's that's really high you know and uh if she never comes back to stardom full-time, then that's just a big loss. Because, you know, they always knew that yeah. they had somebody very popular in her. Um, but then maybe they didn't know uh, more popular than Keiji Muto. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the shoe pro stuff. It's just very interesting to see stardom just, like, very quickly start getting itself a, a name amongst the local Assert fans. Themselves. Yeah, even though the, the gap is still there to... Um, New Japan because I know there was a there was a ticket report from a Japanese website or whatever that had uh, tickets tied up and I know Stardom was like second in all of Japan for 2022 so that's very good <laughs> and you see the Stardom numbers it's really interesting because it goes 2012 to like now and there's some years where Stardom was only selling like I think one of them was like 12,000 tickets and then now they're like number two in Japan or something it, it, it was very interesting to see um, yeah now, other news. I think there's just one other thing. They announced that there's going to be cheering for the Yokohama Arena show. So, that's fantastic. Oh. Uh, that's, what, that's what we were looking for. Because I was like, listen, man, I know uh, this Eddie on pay-per-view is cool and all, but give me cheering for Dream Slam 2. So, um, we have... I know, I, I, I wrote the article for, for Wink about the te- cheering in, in Edeon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so basically, 
the goal is for them to get cheering Yokohama. Yeah. Like that's what this means. <laughs> it's like that's that's pretty much the beginning and end of it. You know that show that Mercedes is supposed to be on? Yeah, that one. That's where they actually want to be cheering. But this is like the test run. So there you go. And I was right. And it's not even a test run. They're already doing it. So that's dope. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Yep. Uh, Yokohama Arena. Like I I haven't seen. Well, I probably have. I just forgot. But that uh, Noah New Japan show. That crowd was good. Like that that I forgot how good that arena is. Like it's it's just like it's it just feels like yeah. I don't know. That Noah Even show, though that one was packed, yeah. it was it was a packed show. But it, it just the vibe of the arena is definitely a good one. So I'm excited. Definitely, I feel like that Noah show gives us a very interesting benchmark for for Stardom at that venue because yeah. they're not gonna do what uh, they're not gonna do a number like oh, Noah no. did. But um, I feel like you want to be getting near half that, like with all of the months of anticipation and Mercedes money and outsiders, like, yeah, you probably need to hit half of what Noah did to, to consider it good. What did the, what did the, the crossover show do? It did 5,500. Yeah, Noah New Japan got washed by the New Japan or the Muto show. Yeah. But I feel like if you do in that 4,000 region for the stardom show, they'd be happy because that would be their biggest show to date. And that's kind of what they've, wanted oh, yeah. it to be based on everything they've leaked to, to uh, Dave Meltzer because that was the first thing he said it was like they want this to be their biggest show ever so you obviously have to draw your biggest crowd ever um, which I don't think is like unreasonable I think like no, the no. the tides kind of call for it it makes sense yeah and I mean look I mean they have all the momentum they're coming off the you know great performance in the Shoe Pro Awards um, their TV presence is great they're gonna have Mercedes money on the show. Um, yeah, like there's definitely definitely some a chance there. Um, but I think that's all of the news. I think we're we're finally done with all that. Uh, it only took us a half hour, so that's that's pretty good. Now uh, we have two shows to review. So the first show to review was on January twentieth. Uh, this was New Blood Six in the Bell Sal Takadano Baba. This is three hundred and seven fans. That is nasty oh my god it's not great it's not a great number this brand is oh. ice cold and it is running the yokohama budokan in two months like that is gonna be a disaster yeah <laughs> yeah it will be like that's crazy uh and it's crazy because this is probably the best new blood show to date yeah it was really good uh, yeah it was, it was pretty solid across the board it almost had a clean sheet if it wasn't for uh, a certain undead zombie uh yeah. yeah otherwise really good show yeah um yeah because just looking at it this is like a hundred down from what they were doing for the fifth one uh they did what 400 for the fourth one as well like the yeah it's just it's an ice cold little brand and it's you know i don't even know there's much you can do about it because like fans aren't silly they know these are lesser shows, right? Like, you can... You know, like, OTT used to do this. And obviously, I'm not comparing Stardom to OTT because one is much better. But, um, like, they used to be able to run the national... It's obviously OTT. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because they used to be able to run the national stadium for, you know, big shows, and they'd get, like, 2,000 people, right? And then Mm -hmm. they would run contender shows in the back of the, the national stadium. And you'd struggle to get, like, 300, right? It's the same venue, same company, but people just knew 
that contenders meant lesser, right? And that's yeah. kind of maybe what's setting in with New Blood, because these people, you know, Japanese fans aren't aliens. Which... They're obviously going to go, oh, this is a lesser show, and they're less likely to go. I don't really get why they built it like this, honestly. What, my, my thing is, I don't get why they are, like, going for, like, Yokohama Budokan. Um and like stuff like that. Like where where have they been running these shows? Like what where was the show again? The, this one was the Bell Sal. They run at the same place. Takadan Baba. This is in Takadan Baba. See, like, because my thing is this should, or I imagine that this the kind of goal of this is to be their Lionsgate project. Which if, if you guys don't know, uh back in the day, but back in the day I mean like 2016, 2017, um, New Japan used to run uh shows that would have outsiders come in and mainly center around uh, the Young Lions, right? Mm -hmm. And they would run them every single time they ran them in Shinjuku Face. And because it's New, because it's New Japan, they sold it out every time. Like, they sold, like, or not sold it out, but they, they capped the attendance at 467, and they got it every single time, except for, like, one or two. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously New Japan is, is bigger, and especially at that point, New Japan was bigger than... Uh, stardom is but like they still ran a place like shinjuku face which has a 500 total capacity like you know uh but i don't get why stardom's like you know what this is this is a dying brand but we're gonna keep shooting for the sky type of thing like they they could definitely run these shows in shinjuku face or hey maybe bring it back to shinkiba first ring and just you know like obviously you can get a few more but i think it would be better to just kind of give it a packed house that's smaller mm. instead of like barely putting a dent in these not even big arenas but just bigger spaces you know what i mean yeah. like new japan was smart enough to do that back in the day and new japan hates doing small arenas you know what i mean like that's always kind of been them as they refuse to do anything smaller than a thousand capacity uh usually but they did it for lionsgate because they understood what it was and i think stardom in in rossi is a bit, I don't know. Well, this is one of those times where he has to kind of uh, lower his expectations. Yeah, see, the thing with this one and the next one is they're running those buildings two days in a row, you know? So I don't yeah. know if it is more cost-efficient to, like, bring the whole setup and set it up for the New Blood show and just keep it there for the next day. Because, um, you know, they ran Bell Sal for New Blood and then the next day they were there for the award show. So, and the Yokohama Budokan is the same. Like, they're running it on the 25th, and then on the 26th, I think, is the... Might be the Triangle Derby Finals? So, like, they're doing New Blood and then the Stardom Show. So I don't know if that's why they're running the bigger spots. Is because they're getting a... Maybe they're getting a deal to run the venue for two days, or it lets them set up the production a day early without traveling. Yeah. I'm not fully sure. Um... I'd say that's why they're chancing it for bigger venues, but like, I don't know if it's cost effective to do that if you're gonna keep drawing like 300 people, you know? Yeah, and I mean, uh, where where's I'm I'm just I'm doing like I'm doing maths now, yeah, because I'm interested in this because this is a very why the fuck isn't it showing? <laughs> up? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, cause yeah, the, the place they used to run Shinagawa, which they ran, uh, the first mm -hmm. one, 
and not the second one. They they ran a couple of them. Uh, that had like a six hundred person capacity, right? Yeah. And it got like what five hundred or four hundred. Mm. So it's like I I think you're probably right that it is just a matter of like where they are. Like it's like oh well, why wouldn't we just do this in a bigger venue, right? Uh, but I I do think that maybe keeping it to plus I I like Shinjuku Face as an arena. I like the smaller arenas, and I think this is a smart way to kind of just uh. I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying, but it definitely is probably just a cost-effective thing. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a fun. This is just me being funny. Uh, over under, <laughs> does this show, uh, does this, the New Blood Premium draw more or less than the uh, Skushi Sukasa retirement show at the Okaham Budokan? What is that? 861. More like over or under Ooh. New Blood Premium. Under. Oh. Okay. I'd say it gets like six hundred. Really? Yeah, probably six seven. I I, okay. I feel like eight hundred for a new blood show is a bit high. I mean, again, it depends on what they what they put on. If they get Suzu on there, if they get like you know, if they get some good peeps on there, which like who still fall in a new blood kind of thing, uh, I think they could probably do some good stuff in there, which I imagine they will. But I I feel like the cap is like seven fifty. That's fair. Yeah, that I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because I mean they they haven't broken like they've broken five hundred once on New Blood I think if that's even true mm. like they might have only broken they haven't even broken it possibly. I was just on the page I could have told you but <laughs> yeah. I don't have so page anyway, you have them going for the smallest. I think that would be the smallest Yokohama Budokan number since it opened because it's only open like two or three years. Um, because I think Ice Ribbon's lowest there was seven hundred. So. Oh, they'll beat that. Like, I, yeah, I think I think in between that, I, I think in between seven hundred and eight hundred yeah. is probably where I see it. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, maybe Stardom actually did smaller because I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stardom. Okay. Yeah. So Stardom with seven hundred and seven there for the first day of the Grand Prix in twenty twenty one. So you're going over that though. Seven hundred seven. Yeah, I probably. Okay, that. so yeah, that that'll be interesting to keep eyes on. Those those new blood premium. Yeah, they have not. Draw they have not these. broken five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit concerning. Yes, definitely. But uh, yeah, that that'll be an interesting one to see anyway. Um, but yeah, in the opener of this show, um, this was translated. It is no longer. Tra- oh wait, it, oh it is translated. Oh no. Rena over Moran. Thank you, because it was telling me uh, Japan over Melon, and I did not think that was. Still true. <laughs> um, th- yeah, this is a really solid opener. Uh, Moran is really good. They like you know you you know what is a really interesting stat. Moran is the second person that Rina has ever wrestled that is younger than her, and the other Hina? is Hina uh, yeah, by five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Moran is so young. That is absurd. And she's just out here doing fucking moonsaults. Did you see that? She put out a Dude, moonsault. Dude, she does a better lion salt than fucking Chris Jericho does. Yeah. That's insane. Like, that's absurd. She, <laughs> that like, should not she be happening. she sticks with it, she's, she's got something. Like, that... Oh, I'm, I'm saying, I think she needs to be like a permanent like opening spot. Mm. Has to have a permanent opening spot on this fucking show. Because like, she can lose. She's a child. You know, like it's 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 very easy for her to just take mm-hmm. falls for the next five years, but she's good enough to where like these opening like the same thing with Miyu Amasaki. She gave Miyu one of her better singles matches like yeah. ever, which is crazy because she is twelve or thirteen. I don't you know like that's that's not how it should work, but it is. So yeah, I would just give her like a permanent spot as like fodder on these yeah. shows. 
because she just it's it's perfect for her. She can show up, show out, and then lose because that's that's what you want from her. And she she did a great job on that here. All right. So sorry for the interruption, um, but I just realized that um, I've I've been told of a wrestler in Ice Ribbon who's really good as well, who's a teenager called Saran. So we have Saran and Miran. <laughs> oh, I've heard I've I've heard about these yeah. things. Yes, I've I've. I've been told that there are two teenagers and they have similar yeah. names. And they're both uh, very good. They're both yeah. very good. <laughs> Which is great. Um, but yeah, Moran, get her on as many shows as possible. You know, this, and I know that we are over time and we're, you know, we, we should probably uh, get a little bit fast with it. But I will say that my buddy Passion does not watch these shows on the regular. So uh, Miyu Amasaki came up in conversation. I was like, yeah, she had a great match with this like 12 year old from Diana named uh, Moran. And she's like, there's no way that that sentence actually happened. Like he, he was he was absolutely in disbelief. He's like, how like <laughs> what? Because when you think about it, the existence of Moran in stardom makes no mm-hmm. sense in this current day and age because she just like shows up and has like some of these wrestlers' best matches. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, she's like twelve. Uh but yeah, I, I just thought that was a funny little anecdote that I remember uh Passion was like, I, I've never even seen Miyu Amasaki wrestle, and now you're saying she's wrestling a 12-year-old? And I was like, yeah. Cool. That is Joshi for you. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, the next match on the show was Rocka beating Marika Kobashi in six and a half minutes with a freezer bomb. Marika Kobashi, where was that? Good. Where did she get this from? Yeah, she's good. Because, I, I mean, in Ice... It's or interesting. Not Ice in TJPW, she was always known as, like, more charismatic than in-ring. But even then, like, the charisma was okay. Um, but here, she just shows up, and it is like, holy shit. Like, the presentation. Yeah, she always had the, she always had the look and, like, the mm. presence, I would say. Maybe not always, but she had it in TJPW like that. She was one of my favorite, first favorite TJPW wrestlers until I saw her wrestle. Um... I know that sounds really mean, but I'm just being honest. Um, just because I really liked how she, like, her look and just her vibe, uh, she was really cool. Um, and, you know, I didn't see a lot from her in TGPW work-wise, but I think that here, her and Raka really had a good showing um, against one another. She really showed up. And, yeah, she's definitely doing a lot better freelancing than she was before, um, as far as I'm aware. This is the first match first <laughs> I've seen freelancing, though. Yeah. So. Like, her in-ring obviously still needs to get there, but she's, like really inexperienced for somebody she's showing more potential yeah like she's got less than 200 matches considering she debuted in 2016 yeah. like that's you know that's very young that's fucked, yeah like actually. that's still very new that's step- yeah, so that's she's still getting to grips with with that kind of stuff um but you know the the uh, the entrance just blows you away like she's got so much more charisma and so much more star power like it is it is absurd um and it might just be a case of, you know, she's in the right setting now. But I think some of it might just be that TJPW wasn't letting her be fully herself, you know? Because there's nobody in TJPW quite like that, you know? Like, the closest they have is Hikari Noah. And even then, she's I very think, toned down. Yeah. And they've spent the last year burying her. I think is really So, um, I feel like... Looking at this, I was like, what if, like, what would her Hikari Noah look like outside of TJPW? Because if this is what kobashi did what could somebody like akari noah do like what sort of limitations are there in tjpw of like okay you have to present yourself a certain way and now we're seeing marika kind of really show out because she's gone beyond their parameters i was gonna say not to bury tjpw but i think you did that they're burying hikari noah they deserve it Um, (laughs) okay they're breaking me but 
No, I think I think that there is a sort of thing with TGPW where it's like, and not saying that Storm doesn't have this to some degree, but it's definitely a different. It's it's completely different. Um, but I think at TJPW, it has its standard mm. and it has its outliers, and its outliers either thrive like Miu, or they absolutely suffer like Noah. Yeah. Right. Like, because like Miu Yamashita is not the prototypical TJPW wrestler. Kari Noah is not the prototypical TJPW wrestler. Somebody like um, Saki Rai or you know uh, Mizuki or Yuka or you know, like there, there are a lot of like, or Shoko, you know, like obviously they all have their different, they're not interchangeable by any means. Their characters are very, very different. They are very different wrestlers, but they all have a similar vibe. They have like, or their, their characters are in a lane, right? Even if they're different, but when somebody completely steps out of that lane or somebody is exists completely outside of that lane, either they thrive or they absolutely fail. Mm-hmm. And I think for someone like Noah and somebody like Maria Kobashi, who obviously she didn't really put in, um, enough like you know just matches over matches over matches to like prove whether or not she would sink or swim there uh but still i think that is kind of the case for some of those wrestlers who just don't make it because they're too different um but for some it it, it helps them thrive in that company so it's a bit it's an interesting dynamic yeah i mean some people just work better in other places right like like malachi black is the biggest example of that because he was on european indies forever as tommy end and he was just like a tag guy like he was occasionally i I did not like he was occasionally like a main eventer to lose to somebody but he was mostly a tag dude and then he goes to america and all of a sudden just this never before tapped into charisma comes out of him right like some people just work better in different places and that that could just be what it is with kabashi where you know ppp tokyo and stardom just fit her better it might just be that, you know, what TJ could have wanted her to do didn't fit her. Like, I don't really know. But either way... I will say, I think Mirai would have been in the Miu category. Oh, yeah. If yeah. She I mean, they... they... Like, she, she was one of those outliers that, like, definitely was going to become yeah, huge. The, like, in, the TJ you know. Mirai thing is interesting because they had her doing the Aja Kong thing, right? Where, like, yeah. deadly Aja Kong was letting her... Great beat on her like she sold a lariat for for mariah and that was like a big thing right um but it's like they obviously saw something in mariah mayumi but it was just stardom was always her her goal but yeah they, i mean they weren't stupid they were gonna eventually get behind her i'm sure just would have taken like six years i don't know <laughs> their the their pacing is yeah. is so strange to me but you know what enough uh tj review marika kabashi complete 180 loved it the amazing uh, hope she gets more reps here. Still don't know what her deal is because I'm pretty sure she still wants to do international <laughs> stuff, but never takes international dates and wants to study, but is also wrestling. So who knows? But you know, she's great. If you want to hear more positive talk about TJPW, go listen to Watch Teach on the Five Star yeah. Network. Great plug. I'll, I'll, I'm patting myself <laughs> on the back for that one. Um, Thank you. And that was that match. Yeah, it was it was pretty solid. I, I do think Marika needs work, but you know, Rocco was good, and uh, it was okay. They they did have a bit of a moment after that makes you think, oh, maybe Marika will team with some of the way to tie crew. But I don't know if that will that will come to happen. Um, the next match on the show then was the Passion Injection match. Nai Takahashi Hell beat yeah. Waka in just under twelve minutes with a refrigerator bomb. It's such a good match. Like this was everything it should Very have been. Good. Like. My my single critique, 
my single critique is that Waka could have been a bit more feral. I think I think that like there could have been a point where she is like starts wailing mm-hmm. and just you know throwing it a bit more, but she did that enough. You know, it wasn't like she didn't do that, but she definitely could have gone a little bit more more feral, in my opinion, because you know how I like that that sort of you know underdog scrap type. But this match was great. That was the only criticism I had of it overall at all. That was like a really really good match. Yeah, no, like it was exactly what it needed to be. You know, and then I. For any criticisms you could throw at her, this is the perfect match for her because she is gonna put somebody through the ringer, you know. And I will never, I will never tolerate Nanai uh, slander ever again because <laughs> she's just, she's like, she's actually might be like top three wrestler in Stardom right now. <laughs> like for me, like I've, I've enjoyed every match she's had this year, um, pretty yeah, much. She's doing good stuff. And that's like she's just, she's had great end of the year last. Like she's just doing incredibly, but. Yeah, I also I one one little thing is that I liked everybody at ringside. Like Mina, Tam, Colors, everybody was like like they filled up half of the fucking ring apron, like cheering on the mat and like rooting her on. I thought that was really nice. Uh it, it feels like Waka has something to her, and we talk about this every week, but it feels like there's really something growing uh there, and I like that a lot. And obviously <laughs> There's there's few better at beating the shaft someone than an Ayakashi. Yeah. yeah, no, she excels at her role and Waka was fantastic as a baby face kind of fighting back. Um and you know, uh, this may not be the best match of the show, but it is the most memorable. Like you know, you, you still yeah, remember this. This so. still stands out as as a as a such a fantastic match. Um They also kinda gave the game away after the <laughs> A little bit. So afterwards, um, you know, Nanai put Waka over on the microphone. She was like, You like, she likes yeah, Waka a lot. Yeah. You could tell. Like she really like like out of kayfabe kind of thing. She really does mm-hmm. like respect and think Waka has some potential. Because like even at the end of the show, like they were like like they were hanging out together. <laughs> yeah. No. So she was kind of saying like, listen to these people go crazy for you. Like you you can keep digging deeper. You have to find that answer and win. Like you, if you just keep believing in yourself, you'll do it. And if you leave Cosmic Angels, like that wouldn't be very good for you because this is where at home um walker responded by saying hey pro wrestling hurts but it's amazing um and i want to wrestle you on new blood premium one-on-one i want to do it again so um you know nanai was like yeah sure why the hell not so um you're doing walker and nanai again on the deadline of walker needing to get her first win so that is d-day for the walker Something's going yeah. down. now yeah. some people have said walker might win um, I'm not sure of that because Nanai is still a tag champion. I'm not sure if Waka pins a tag I, champion. Well, I think, I think, I think in a weird way, this this stardom booking is incredible. Like it's not, but like because it's just like kind of an accident. This puts more doubt in my head that, uh, or more belief in my head that it's possible Seven Up is transitional to my human. Well, I'd say they're more transitional to Melt here again <laughs> in April, but I don't know. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about that. You know. What um, I mean? like, uh... To me, it oh. seems like Nanai will win, and it'll be, you know, obviously a very tense match, and then she'll be like, look, join join us, you know? Because that seems to be the way the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not against that. I, I think that's interesting. Because at this stage, uh, Cosmic Angels doesn't need a Waka anymore, because it seems to just be, like, you know, the Colors crew and Meltier. Um, that or, or Mina gets her for Club Venus, because Mina's very behind Waka. Like, she didn't give the ultimatum. She yeah. really likes her. She was cheering her on. So maybe 
Maybe like Club Venus is as a. Then again, I don't know if Club Venus exists in two I'd months. I'd say it will. I feel I don't know. Like Mina is such a strange it's one because it seems like they are moving her slowly into being her own thing. But, and her finishing in top ten in that shoe pro vote, like they might see something that I we mean, don't. I mean, she got the cover. Yeah. She she got the cover before like a lot of people get a shoe pro cover. There's you know there's uh, been a very noticeable shift in her since the injury. I think, because I mean, bef- they put her in the they put her in the the pre-match uh, yeah. video. Like before the injury, it was like, yeah, she's like number three in Cosmic Angels. She's never touching the white belt. Now it's like, she looks great leading a faction. She doesn't, you know, they're protecting her. She's in there with the stars. Like they they paired her with Mayuki, right? That's 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 how you know she's the star of the show there. Um, and it, it feels more likely that they'll might give her the white belt because she's been angling for it. Like, I don't know. They've done a good job with Mina not doing the babyface story, but in presenting her as a much bigger deal than she was pre-injury to the point where it's like, what, like, what if Clovinus does break away? Like, I wouldn't be so shocked now. Whereas before, had you told me Mina would get her own faction, I'd have called you crazy. Like... It's it's crazy. But uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, with the Waka thing, that could be where it goes. Or it could be joining Nanai. Um it's kind of very open at the moment. I feel like I feel like Waka to Club Venus would make sense, but it also would not be necessary. Whereas like I think they're trying to protect everybody in seven up NSA, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Um and I like even units to some degree they like to protect uh like not too much but just you know enough. So I could definitely see Waka kind of being the like lower rung there. And getting a couple wins at some point with them, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Obviously, his Waka story is like one of the bigger stories in the company right now. So, it's we dwell on it a lot, but it's definitely important to dwell on. I think well, it's the best story they have because <laughs> um, yeah. the rest of them are very yeah. sparse, and you know this one is this one's the consistent one. So it's uh it's pretty good, but um yeah, that's that on the Waka and the Nai stuff, um. Next match on the show then was Nanami and Amisore beating Momoka Hanazono and Momokogo. Uh, Amisore pinned Hanazono, was it? With a blue thunder bomb? No, no, Kogo? No, it was Ami over oh, Kogo. Okay, with a blue thunder bomb, and that sent them through to the semifinals of the New Blood Tag Championship tournament. Poor Momokogo. Can't even take the Thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Um, this match oh. was really good whenever Momoka was in there, and I loved how she was selling the chops. Like, what is yep. next level? Because she was, like, bracing herself. Her breathing was getting really different. Like, she was bracing herself for these. And then she fell and would just scream and would fire back with these really loud forearms. Her forearms are great. Like, she was... <laughs> the way she was selling those chops is is amazing. Like, she was... You, you knew. She knew she was going to get hurt. And yet she was still powering through. Like, nobody does that. Nobody sells the chop I, I, like Hanazono does. It is it is so genius. She's so amazing. This woman is the best pro wrestler, the most galaxy brain pro wrestler on earth. Like it's, I love Momoka. I'm I'm all in on the Hanazone. Um, yeah, this match was just really really good. Whenever she was in, <laughs> like, um, and it got bad when it was Ami and Momokoko. <laughs> when I don't think it got bad. Well, okay. When when Amisori starts locking in that uh, Risa Sarah style Boston yeah. Crab or whatever you call it, I'm just like, I'm out. I'm not doing it. Oh, the the style yeah, crab. I'm not doing it. So um, yeah. But when Mocha was in there, it was very good. I like but, the style uh, 
yeah, Ami and Momokogo was not as good. I thought that Momokogo got some good hope spots and some near falls. Obviously, Hanazono was like the star of that team and star of the match, really, overall. But I thought Momokogo had some good stuff in it. I definitely get what you mean. I feel like Ami is a real Orton when it comes to like match flow, where it's like sometimes it sometimes it works, but sometimes it just completely kills all of the spark that a match has. Yeah. I wouldn't say that she did that here, but she almost did, and that wouldn't have been fun. Um, but yeah, she beat Kogo with the blue thunder bomb. Honestly, I feel like I sort of start like spacing out when Ami has a closing match stretch. Uh, I think that's kind of what it is. So I don't really remember much of it until I saw Kogo get beat, and I was like, "Damn, that's tough." And then Azumi came out, and that was. Oh, the match was good, but it was definitely one of the less notable ones uh, of the show. Yeah, it was kind of just there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I see it. And then Azumi came out and challenged Hanazono to a false kind of match, which we talked about earlier. We have two X's. Yeah, no, um, Azumi just like showed up out of nowhere, and then everybody was like, oh! <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was like, hey, I want to like wrestle you in uh, New Blood. Or not New Blood, that's Showcase. It is really funny. It is really funny, because like, nobody knows what the fuck Azumi's up to. You know what I mean? So like everybody was like, oh, is she going to, are we going to see in our high speed match now? And then she's like, uh, false got anywhere. Mm. I ain't telling you when the high speed match yeah. is happening. Yeah. Han- <laughs> this is my belt straight up was like, did, did you like show up just to tell me that? You just want to, you want to do a false gun anywhere? Okay. All right. It's crazy that like Azumi isn't on these shows. I've said this multiple times, but like, I feel like that's just like such a random, easy, just like, oh yeah, just fucking, she's under 21 just throw her on there you know she's younger relatively you know like it, I, I feel like that's just like i mean mirai's on there mm. uh <laughs> you know what i mean suzu was on there for a while nanai is on it like i don't see why azubi isn't but you know it's them yeah i i, I don't know she's a, a strange mission but i don't know maybe they just want to protected to a certain degree i don't really know i'm gonna be honest with you but um yeah they did set up the uh the four-way false count anywhere match that's kind of a staple of the showcase show now it's just they're gonna do random shit it's kind of a zoomies anazona in one of those though is gonna be amazing that is gonna be so fun Uh, i love that um the next match on the show then was uh another match in the egg tournament it was chanyota and my sakurai beating lady c and hina so, sadly, uh, it was announced that Miyu Amasaki is injured. She's going to miss a few shows. So, Lady C was pulled from the three-way and put into this to team with Hina. So, we did not get our Kevin and Hina team. Uh, yeah, so, you see, the the reason why we call Miyu Kevin is because the way she actually hurt herself was much like Kevin from The Office. Um, she dropped the thing of chili and she burned her leg. Wow. You know, it was like a whole thing. Oh, wow. Um so yeah, that's why we call her Kevin. I don't know if anybody knew about that, but yeah, it was just it was it was a really unfortunate chili accident that led her to be in off the yeah. shows, and she's missed. Uh, we did not get back. our deer and judo connection, sadly, um, but we did get the return of Chanyota. <laughs> Love Chanyota. Uh, yeah, she was she was pretty oh, good she. in this. Um, yeah, this was another one of those like okay matches, but I I mean I enjoyed um, I and Chanyota just being together, so it was enough. Bro, at one point, it looked like Chanyota just straight up, con- or like, like I think it was Chanyota did a torture rock, tor- torture rock, torture rack, and Mai did a drop kick onto Hina, and that was like a whole thing. 
and it looks like they had straight up concussed Hina. Like Hina looked fucked. <laughs> like she got she got fucked up with that. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was I thought there was some fun stuff. Like I said, Janiota not the greatest in ring worker. She's definitely a bit more green, but she definitely has potential. And this match was solid. Had some fun stuff. Again, I would put in the same level as the uh, as the match before it, where it's like, oh, it was it was like solid. There was like some good stuff. There was some bad stuff. Um, but it wasn't like bad or great. It was just kind of like, you know, enjoyable. You'll probably forget it in a week. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, uh, I almost don't remember it now, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I have to watch it to review it. Like, that's that's kind of the match we're talking about here. Um, now. That was there was nothing really after that to, to, to sink our teeth into. They did a backstage thing with Ida and Chanyota trying to outmuscle each other that went up on Twitter, but that wasn't really connected to this match. So but that set up their uh, their their showcase match. Um the next match on the show then was another New Blood Tag Championship tournament match. It was Karma and Starlight Kid defeating Mariah May and Zaya Brookside when Karma You know, I have a I have a team name for uh, Mariah May and Zaya Brookside. It's it's called it's it's the whitest girls you know. You ever heard of them? The whitest kids you know. Great comedy sketch sketch tribe back in the day. Uh, so yeah, they're the whitest girls you know. That's the that's the team name. Sorry. All right. Well, um, yeah. So Umasaki rolled up Zaya Brookside with uh, what they're calling a Gianna. I don't know. It's uh, it just look like a normal roll up to okay. me. But um, yeah, this uh, the karma. That was just a, a Lama yeah, straw, wasn't it? Seemingly, but I don't know. Um, the karma is slowly getting rid of some of the worst aspects of it. Like they're clearly workshopping it all the time. Yeah, um, but still not like good, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So um. So let, let me let me preface. So I initially she came out, you know looking weird and i i was like oh i've never i've never actually read what the words were on her face and so i like was looking and i was like oh does that say does that say never sleep because that would make sense because the only person dumb enough to come up with this must have severe insomnia um but apparently it doesn't say that it says something else i don't i don't know Uh, sleep is on there Uh, (laughs) yeah it was never sleep i think yeah was it never sleep okay yeah uh which makes sense again Severe insomnia. I hope I hope Haruka Umasami, Umasami, Umasaki feels better because uh, once she gets a few hours of sleep, I think maybe she will realize that this is a really dumb character um, and very bad. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the the match was all right. Like it was it was it was mid. I'm gonna be real. Uh, Mariah May again, only only person that I have positive things to say about. Um, which, depending on who, how you feel, this is not positive. But I took a note that said, Mariah May reminds me of, like, Charlotte Flair in a good way. Like, she feels like what... And I think people started saying this about some chick on NXT last night. So don't... I did not steal this from them. I came up with this first. Not every white blonde woman who is tall is like Charlotte Flair. I said this first. Let me get that straight. Um, She's like what Charlotte Flair thinks she is. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, that... She has, like, the... The skill-wise part of Charlotte Flair, but like the actual enjoyableness Mariah May also has. So, yeah, Mariah May and Kid did some cool stuff. Um, Zaya called Kid a loser, and Kid does not know what English is. It's pretty funny. 
So she said, what's a loser? And then like five seconds later, she's like, no. I was like, okay, kid, great comeback. Um, Fireball spot was dog shit again. It was really bad. It feels like it gets worse. Like, like you're right. They are like workshopping it. Some things are getting better, but this fireball fall spot, it feels like it's gotten worse every time. Like the first time was really bad. Second time was still quite bad. And this might have been the worst because she just did it. Beziah Brookside just like ate it and then walked away. And was like, no, I, I dodged that actually. I'm yeah, Zaya like, no, rolling out of the way of the, <laughs> the flame was like, uh, all right, okay. She rolled into the flame. I was like, in fact, it looks like it would have hurt you more <laughs> than if you just stood there. Like, oh, man. Don't even get me started on the post-match, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, no, that I was I forgot that was about great. that for a second. I won't, I won't accept Danny Slander. Um, There's no way that these, mother, these cheap-ass motherfuckers have refused to get a wireless mic this entire time, but then they decide to buy one so that Karma can have a fucking voice modifier, dude. They've been tripping over the cords for these bikes for years. Years. And they're like, you know what? Let's invest in a, in a wireless mic. Not for anything practical. Just so karma. Just for karma. Just for just for her. That's the only reason we're getting a wireless mic. Is, is so that she could have a voice modifier. Because that's where the budget goes in this godforsaken company. That is crazy. Some dude in the crowd literally just laughed out loud. Like super loudly. And there was nobody there. There was fucking... It was an empty arena practically so like some dude laughing in the crowd was like so loud it was hilarious I mean, don't blame anybody for for laughing like, like it was great if you weren't like no like it, like the it moment cause, comes out of she... nowhere like a kid is talking i'm pretty sure and then hands it over and all of a sudden voice modifier Boy, yeah, what? <laughs> that's what happened that's what happened it was just something the crowd just like just could not handle oh, that it. was, it was the great greatest thing ever i because, agree honestly the voice modifier is so funny like never ever get rid of it i, I need it like it is so fucking funny <laughs> like it is it is great because like mariah may was so good in this match that people were like give this woman a high-speed championship match and they just forgot it instantly that's absurd because of the voice <laughs> And Karma, Karma looked so serious. Like, how did she not break? How do you not burst out laughing hearing the fucking echo of alien? Do you know how how much how much I've had to defend this fucking woman, uh, Ruka Umasaki? Because like, probably I, like there are so many takes. <laughs> no, yeah, there there are so many takes that's like, well, actually, Karma's better than normal Ruka Umasaki, and I'm just like, I'm gonna kill you. I'll hurt you. Because I am, I am tired of the Haruka Umasaki slander. Watch one match of hers from Wave last year, or from the tag tournament last month, or from basically anything that isn't Stardom, and that isn't a thirty-minute time limit. Because that was not good. We don't talk about that one. And it's good. Like she's a good wrestler, and I'm tired of having to defend it. This is bad. Haruka Umasaki is good. I will not hear any other anything otherwise. That's fair. Thank you. Okay. All right. There's uh that is that match. <laughs> I don't think Dylan ever wants to, to to speak of this match again, but you know. I prefer not to. I, I mean I understand. I understand. Um not okay, it wasn't it wasn't hell match though. I last week I said, Oh, this is gonna be like the worst match I've ever seen. This is my hell match. It wasn't yeah, that yeah. bad. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan kid, kid was good. Cool. Uh, I'll give him that. Okay. Um still bad. <laughs> okay, of course. Um, now the main event, yes, 
There's no other matches? Okay. Yes. The main event was the team of Tomoki Inaba and Mirai beating Hanan and Saya Ida. Uh, Mirai got the win with a Miramare shock when she got the pin over Saya Ida because, of course, um, yeah, this, I mean, this was the strongest match of the show, um, obviously, because, I mean, look look at who was involved. Um, the Ida Mirai finishing stretch was so great. I imagine you loved it because it was just like they were just throwing lariats. It was. I mean, Ida and Mirai, I've said this for like a year now, are like one of the best. Like, obviously, there's like, oh, Suzu and Julia is obviously really good, and X and X is really good. But like, I feel like Ida and Mirai is like just that staple that you can always go back to. Um, they make any match better if they are mm-hmm. in it together and they wrestle against each other. Uh, that, that's how I truly feel. They're one of the one of the most entertaining combinations in the company. Um, and yeah, this is what you want out of a new blood main event. Uh, I'm happy that they gave this the main event instead of the Ami Mai match that happened a day later. Because um, I, I definitely really liked this match a lot. I thought it was really well done. Um, Inaba and Hanan, great <laughs> together. They can, like I, I, I wrote about their match from last year, the the time limit draw and Corkin. Um, I, I was writing about Hanan, so I had to go back and, and watch a little bit of the match, just like kind of skim through it. And I was like, oh, they're they're really good together. And this is like in a very unnatural environment for Hanan that match because she's never gone over ten minutes, um, let alone a fifty minute draw. And so like you watch this, and they are so much better than even then against each other. That I'm just like they can run that back at any time, and it'll be like a a really really good match um they're great together i thought everything in this match was quite good uh inaba and mirai are great together they they finished things off with a back kick lariat combo that just like made ida crumble like it just crushed her completely and then mirai did the miramari uh yeah i, I thought this match was really, really good definitely mm-hmm. best match of the night yeah no that's 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 fair um like it was like the pairings are just really strong and that obviously makes the match better just from the get-go. This should have been, this should have been the the final, in my opinion. Yeah. Obviously, uh, they they have a lot of stock in karma, but uh, I definitely will have put this at least in the semis or in the finals. Personally, I think that would have been cool. But you know, uh, I suppose you needed a, a a grab a headliner for this show, so you kind of had to to space it yeah. out. But yeah, I mean, this this could have gone later. Like Wingori could have definitely gone further, and I wouldn't have complained. But, um, you know, this this is a good main event to what was, uh, like, a fun show to watch, you know? Like, I, I had a good time watching this. Probably the best New Blood while. Yeah. yet, if not... Uh, I mean, like, they had the Suzu Mirai match, which is, like... Such an outlier. I think that was, like, two. Yeah, that was, like, that was like one of the greatest... That was one of the... If last year wasn't so crazy, uh, and I feel like everybody says this every year about wrestling, but, like, that could have been a match of the year contender on a weaker mm-hmm. year. You know what I mean? Like, for no reason. It was a 15 minute draw, but like that was just absurdly good. Uh, but so outside of like that, it's probably the best new blood, uh, top to bottom. Cause you know, like I said, I mean, even the, even the bad match was like fine. It wasn't terrible. So it's like, you know, I thought it was, it was a good show. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> that cannot be said for our next show Some in some parts, I guess. Um, so the next show to review was on January 21st. Uh, this is the Stardom Awards 2022 in Baba. It sold out Baba with 710 fans. Um, in the opener, we had a future of Stardom Championship match. Ami Sorai beat Mai Sakurai in 10 and a half minutes with like a thunder drop. Um, 
Thunderbolt, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I mean, this was this was kind of good, you know, like this was this was like this was such a funny match because it felt like the stuff that hit was mm. phenomenal, but then they just completely missed on like twenty percent of, yeah. of the shit they did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the eighty percent, crisp, beautiful, well done, good work. Twenty percent, they just completely whiffed on it, fucked it all up not good but so like how do you even rate yeah. that you know what i mean because like 80 percent of it was really good work but some of it just did like just crumbled immediately like i remember like my soccer i went to kicker and just like missed and ami just like kind of sold it and didn't know what to do and she's like oh i know that as well my soccer was, i went oh to throw a God. combo and i respect throwing the combo i respect uh, the attempt like, it was a side kick a spinny kick like tam and a head kick, I think, followed by a slap of some sort. And she only hit, like, half of that. But I was like, I respect the effort. Like, if you ever hit that, it will be badass, right? So I, I respect that they were trying my stuff, Sakurai. especially my Sakurai. But her yeah. attempt at a head kick looked like if I did a head kick, where it barely meets the shoulder, yeah, yeah, right? Because exactly. I'm not very flexible. I I do not stretch. Like, that is not a thing, right? I don't, don't be doing that here. So... If I threw a head kick, it would look like my Sakurai's, where it maybe hits the shoulder, you know? Um, but I respect her for trying, and I hope she hits it, because it looks like it will be very cool. My, my Sakurai also has had more gear sets in the past three years than, like, most wrestlers yeah. do in ten. Like, I feel like she's had, like, six or seven just since coming to stardom. Like, that's ludicrous. Oh, gotta <laughs> put that merch money to use, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, but I was happy with the future match in the opener. Mm -hmm. I, I like them Spot. there. Instead of kind of feeling like you have to put them, you have to put, like, you know, weight onto it. It felt nice kind of having that air of just, like, go out there, wrestle, do your best, go yeah. to the finish. You know, like, it, it felt very, it felt a lot more lax, and I think that's where the, the future belt shines instead of those main event matches that they kind of put Ami into the past couple times. That did not work, in my opinion. And, I mean, it can only go up from here. <laughs> with um, I don't know who's going to challenge, honestly, unless they, like, wait a while for Rina, but I have no idea. Um, I feel like Rina is probably the one who takes it off for if maybe. anybody takes it off. Because there's nobody new. Like, there hasn't been anybody new in a while. Like, even no. signings-wise, so I don't even know who could take it off her. Like, kind of what? Kind of weird. Um, yeah. Fucking notes. Next match on the show, then, was a six-woman tag. This was Tomoka Inaba, Mariah, and Shiri of God's Eye beating Starlight Kid, Raka, and Rina of Young OED. Shiri got the win with the Suzaku submission over, um, I want to say Rina? Yeah. Rina. And, um, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool. Young OED look cool. And then I saw God's Eye, and I was like, oh, they're going to beat the shit out of these children. And the children jumped them before the bell. And I was like, ah, oh, this is Hilo Edotai. Okay. Um... Yeah, there there was some good bits then after like Mariah and Raka tried to do hot stuff and there's a bit of Tomoki Inaba and Starlight Kid, but yeah, generally just was alright, like. Yeah. I, I thought Rena and Ruaka kinda held things together, mm -hmm. which is strange. <laughs> you know, I mean like it, it's strange when those two are forced to be kinda like the the groundwork of it, I guess. Um but I thought they did fine. I, I think Rena regularly gets really good stuff out of these sorts of matches like her and shuri had a solid closing 
exchange to where like Rena felt like she almost beat her once or twice, and that's absurd. Um, I think Rena's. I've been saying absurd a lot. I don't know why, but Rena. I don't know. She's she's one of the few anchors in the company that feels like competitive for the entire match. As in like Momokogo, if she gets if she gets in there in the last five minutes of the match, she is getting zero offense, and you're just mm-hmm. waiting for her to lose. Or she's getting like one thing of offense, and it's really just like, okay, can she just lose now? Because this is just not compelling at all. I feel like Rena doesn't really have that issue. Um, even though you know she's gonna lose, she feels like she's in this fight until the end. And I think that's uh, a good thing to have in comparison to some of the others. I think Waka had that a lot uh, where she's kind of like gave up and died. Um, she's had that like her entire career. I think she's kind of grown out of that as well. But I think Rena's really good with that. Um, yeah, Inaba and Kid did a cool thing. It was it was nothing. It was a nothing match. Yeah, no, it was just, uh, just an undercard tag, really. This was a nothing show. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, after this next match, I was questioning everything. Um, this was uh, Utami, Hayashishita, Sai Kamatani, and Azumi of Queen's Quest versus Lady C, Himeka, and Micah um, in the Triangle Derby. Utami pinned Lady C with a German suplex in 12 minutes to get the win. And um, Would you believe me if I said 10 of those 12 minutes is just would, Lady C? because I complained about this. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I know they're doing the whole story of like Lady C being enticed away from Queen's Quest, and I understand that, but in this match, with these people involved, one of the last things I wanted to see was Lady C and Utami as the closing stretch. I'm not going to lie to you. I also did the opening yes. stretch. That was the craziest part. Was Lady C just did the entire match. Like, I'm pretty sure Micah got in for like 40 seconds, wrestled Azumi, it was kind of fun, um, then tagged back out to Lady C for four mm-hmm. minutes. And then Jamaica got in, tagged in, you know, did some good stuff. Uh, you know, wrestle for like a good, you know, minute and a half, tag Lady C back in. And then the and then Lady C was in for the rest of the match. And I was like, that is not right. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I've heard of I've heard of protecting your stars, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the thing with this triangle derby so far. And I feel like a lot of people have been saying that it's quite underwhelming. Um a lot of people I know have been like, yeah, there hasn't even been a four-star match yet, which, I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone. And it's because they will have so many good wrestlers in these matches, then they'll be like, okay, the obvious loser is going to be in here for 10 minutes with the pushed commodity. And uh, it's like, I was just, uh, there was a point when I was watching this match where I was like, I'm starving for two pushed wrestlers to fucking do something, you know? Because, like... Just give me Micah yeah, and Tommy for, like, three like, minutes. The tag dude. league has been so... Like, like, there's been so little of that. It's been Ida versus whoever. It's been Lady C. It's been, like, Zaya Brookside. It's been, like, the, generally the person who's, like, lowest on the totem pole in their team against somebody. And you're just like, I would rather this be, a, a, like, two or three other people, you know? So it's uh that's that's gonna yeah. drag down the derby a lot is that they just seem afraid to have the actual stars do anything with each other, um and instead like seeing all the mid carters in the ring for the entire time and it's you know that's okay when it's house shows but when it's every match on the card it's like all right this is just this isn't it so yeah, this match was testing me I remember watching this and I was like this this derby is gonna suck the life out of me. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, the match, the show picked up after that, kind of, I thought, anyway. 
Uh, I enjoyed the next two I'd say matches. I picked up after yeah, I enjoyed the next edge. two. Um, I really liked H and M versus. Problems. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the next match down on the show was a triangle derby match. It was the Rebel Enemy team of Mike Ozaki, Chairman Ram, and Mai Yukihi beating the Club Venus team of Mariah May, Zaya Brookside, and Mina Shirakawa. Yukihi submits Zaya with the whiteout in thirteen and a half minutes. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but when Club Venus are out there. There's something inside of me that just bursts out that becomes a diva stan. Like, I want to be out there going, she did that. Yes. She did that. She ate. Yes. Like, it, it is in my being. I am, I literally. Because you, you keep telling me, you keep telling me I don't get it. And I'm just like, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because I, like, like, I, like, I see some of it, but it's like, there's like, it is, I just don't. I don't see it the way you see it, but like I respect it. Like, go on, go, like, continue. This is yours. Yeah, like, all I you. saw them dancing before the match, and I was like, "This is gonna be five stars." Like, I just know it. Like, <laughs> I was like, "They're eating, they're eating good right now." I am gonna be sustained. I am no longer starved. Um, because I was like Rebel Enemy and and Club Venus. This is like, this is for the gays. This is for the 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 she's and the days. Like, this is, this is ours. Um. But yeah, it uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of my issue with Club Venus. Is every time I see them, I just want to say yes, Queen, as loud as I can for as long as I can. <laughs> it's uh, it is a problem. But um, this is the first match where I think Mariah was not the standout because I thought Mariah and Ram was bad. Like I, that was like <laughs> that was pretty mid. I was um, gonna say this is probably Mina's best match since coming back. She looked really really good. Yeah, this was this yeah. was good for Mina. But I feel like Mina was not around for that long. Like, as long as I would want her to. Like, I was enjoying Maya versus Mina, mm -hmm. and then Mina tagged out to Zaya. And I was like, motherfucker. Like, I was just going to be, like, a good man. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't bad. Again, like, I, I don't think any of the matches on these shows, on these two Storm shows, were bad. Like, I don't have any of them as being, like, actively mm -hmm. not good. But, okay, they are actively not good. But actively bad. Like I don't have many any of them like that, but so much of them just left me like unsatisfied as a wrestling fan. You know, what I mean, like that—that's what happened here. Was that I was just like, oh, Maya and Mina is dope. Give like, yes, I want to continue watching this. Then just Zaya, and the Zaya Maya was the Zaya, Zaya Maya. That's a that's say that seven times fast, Jesus. Um, the Zaya Yukihi stuff was fine, mm -hmm. right? But like I was like enjoying Maya and Mina, which is more than I could say about a lot of Club Venus stuff. <laughs> like I was actively like enjoying it. I was ready. I was excited. And it it just like kind of ended. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. That 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 was my take. Yeah, I know, because I, I too was like it when uh, Mina and Mayuki were going at it, I was like, oh my god, this was amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is. Yeah, this is they were good. very this good, but yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that like, listen, Mayuki could have a good match with me. Like at this stage, like her finishing stretch with Zaya was fun, um, and I thought Mina and uh, Mike Ozaki was was kind of fun when they were going at it as well. So, uh, this didn't give us the best pairing like a lot of these matches do, but I thought the the side pairings they did were very good regardless. So I did enjoy this, and uh, Club Venus did eat it up, and uh, they did that. So. You're a big red velvet guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How did you know? Just makes sense. I, I like red velvet too, but like, like that's what I—that's where we get it, right? Because like yeah. I don't get this, 
but I get the red vote. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I understand sometimes with, with some, with some people, some people I get it, but with this, I'm Dude, still a little bit. Like my favorites list is just all over the place because like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for like Sol yeah. Ruka in, <laughs> in NXT. I'm here for like Sol Ruka, oh, Jakara Jackson, who's wrestled like five matches. Um, <laughs> like Thea Hale. I love Thea Hale and nobody knows who that is. I and, that uh, yeah. I've I've heard the name like seven hundred times. I'm pretty sure like eight like six hundred of them was from you. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so this yeah. is um. But yeah, Club Venus. I, I have a problem. Uh, but Club Venus, it's I've claimed it. Club Venus is for the days. Um, Six Star yeah, gets it. You, Listen, Six Star, a gender royalty. She gets it. She she understands. <laughs> so you know, it's it's She's very aggressive about it too. As she should. Um, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's Club Venus. That was that match. I really enjoyed that match. The next match then was another Triangle Derby match. It was the prominence team of Hiragi Kurumi, Suzu Suzuki, and Risa Sara beating Momokogo, Hanan, and Mayu Iwatani, also known as H&M. Uh, Alex, would you believe me if I said that prominence once again had the best match on the card? <laughs> I would. I would. And uh, I mean, I see Suzu and Mayu's name in there, so I'd, I'm not shocked. Uh, but yeah, Kurumi, yeah, Kurumi did hard. pin Momokogo with a body press. Um, I want to talk about that. Okay. All right. Underrated thing. Like, the thing I did not expect out of the show was to be like, give me a Kurumi Momokogo singles match. Ow. Because I don't know what it was, but Momokogo's body was built to be crushed by Kurumi. That was what, like, that. that is, that is, like, it's just, they worked, like, it was like a fucking hand in a glove. Like, just the entire closing stretch, Momokogo just got fucking battered by Kurumi. And I was like, this is great. Both of them look incredible. Like, Momokogo is selling her ass off. Kurumi looks like a monster. This is phenomenal. And that's not even talk about, like, the actual good stuff of the match, which was Susie. Suzu, I, I, I'm just fucking up with names. <laughs> today. No, because I read Suzu and Mayu, and so I saw a Y, and I was Is like, he? oh, Suzu, like a, that's not Suzu. how that works. Yeah. I know. Well, there's a Y in Mayu. I guess, but so I saw the Y, right. and I said Suzy. Okay, it was just I guess. Suzu put in a put in a fucking shift here. She did good stuff with everybody. Like her and Hanan had a really good thing for for a minute or two. Uh, obviously, her and Mayu. Who would have thought? Yes, Incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, even, like, it started with Suzu and Kogo, which I thought was, like, fine. Like, I thought that was a, that was a fine start to the match. Um, I would say the one weak link of this one was Risa Sara, who got in for, like, 40 seconds, did some really boring work on Kogo, and then got out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But then her and Suzu did some double team work. That was also good. Like, see, like it was just, it was just a good match. Yes. I, it was, it was very good. Uh, even Hanan was briefly doing cool shit. She like was in there with Suzu for all of ten seconds and a crazy armbar, and I was like, ah, oh, this, this is it. This, this is the match of the night here. Oh, armbar! I, I have this as my match of the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And there was one spot where Mayu super kicked. Because, uh, oh, because Hanan was doing a bunch of her judo throws, right? Mm-hmm. She was doing them in a row. And then she tried to get Kurumi. And Kurumi's like, nah, I'm big, boy. Come on now. Grow up. And then <laughs> Mayu kicked her in the face. And then she got her with, like, the sickest judo throw. And I was like, yeah, that's my shit right there. Oh, yeah. Good match. I, like, this was this was the match that, like, really, like, livened me up. This was, the, this was that one match that was like, yes, this is what I... I felt satisfied with professional wrestling in this match. That's the only one. Right, okay. Because I enjoyed the next match, um, which I suppose we'll just go on. I thought it was solid. Uh, yeah, so the, yep. the next match was uh, Seven Up, uh, Yuna Mizumori, Yu Nanai versus Gold Ship, Momo Watanabe, Saki, and Natsuko Tora. 
uh, Nanai Pain Saki with a roll-up in 12 minutes. Um, and I, I enjoyed this one. I thought Momo kicking the shit out of you was very good when yes, that happened. that was the best part, in my opinion. Yeah, and um, I thought there was a lot of cool team offense. These were, the, these were like the only two teams who actually do triple team stuff, which is always really fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought they, that was really good. So then when you went from that to Momo throwing kicks, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is the one. Um, and then, you know, Nanai and Saki was okay as a finishing stretch because I was... I found that so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. I could believe I, like dude. Saki pinning Nanai, right? Like I was like, oh yeah, she might like get her with the thing. I, I mean, that's the beauty of Saki, yeah. right? Because I, I talked about anchors earlier. I think Saki is perfect because at any time she could pin literally anybody. Hmm. And just, it makes sense, you know what I mean? But she could also lose to pretty much anybody on the roster. Um, and it also makes sense. So... That really, that kind of has cemented itself as like, you, the tag match is never done with the Saki yeah. tag match. You know what I mean? It's it's not done until it's done. And I really like that. But I will say that Uraka getting in the ring, becoming the fourth member of Goldship, beating the shit out of Nanai, Nanai gets fucked up and simply kicks out and then wins. Yes. That that's what passion is, bro. That's what passion is, bro. Passion. That passion. That passion. Nanai has more passion in her fingertips than Oedotai has in their entire fucking squad, and that's what she proved here. She 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 overcame everything. Her her teammates were on the floor, dead, and she was just like, nah, I'm one on four on these motherfuckers. That's what passion is. That's what fucking passion is. That's real. That's real. Agree. That's a shoot. Agree. I make the tag champ look strong, you know? Um, fucking love Nanai. Now, that was, um, that was the last oh, wait, but, but, but After the match, after the match, Ruaka started talking so much shit that the Nanai tried to jump her. <laughs> like, it was absurd. Like, did you see this? Didn't. Dude, it was f- so fucked. Like, like I, I, like, I forgot that Ruaka, like, isn't a kid anymore. But, like, if she, if this was, like, six months ago, I would have been going crazy because I was like, Nanai's trying to fucking attack a child who is not in the match. She's jumping a child. <laughs> and that's just, that's just what was in my brain because it was like, like, Ruaka just starts talking shit. Nanai gets out of the ring and starts hitting her. And then and then Ruaka throws the box at her. Then Ruaka runs. <laughs> and then Nanai runs after her. And Nasuko gets in the way, like the fucking like like the older sister that she, you know, like it was just it was insane. Ruaka and Nanai, best food of the year. It was just it was just heat. Freezer bomb versus refrigerator bomb. Who will win? Oh yeah, they do have that beef over the, the finishing move. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I like that. Um, it was it was so funny because like I don't know why Ruaka was just deciding to start shit with Nanai of all people, but it was it was great. It was. I'm I, I I'm gonna assume it was, and I'll probably rewatch it because I like I like when people have beef. Um. Now the the main event of this show was the uh, Julia Ten Woman Gauntlet. Um. I'm not gonna lie to you. This one very much underwhelmed in just about every area. Um. Like a lot of them did nothing the three minutes, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then the ones who did were Hazuki, Tam, Saki, Oi, Waka. I know you're saying that's half of them, but the other half really Saki is interesting. <laughs> uh, they have me scared because Saki was like standing over Julia at the end, like, and I was like, please don't give me Saki challenging Julia. I don't, I don't need Saki challenging for a belt again. <laughs> Just go away. So, um, I'd be worried. Go there. away. Yes. Um, and I mean, the other ones just never did much. Like uh, Koguma was all comedy. 
which is would be okay, but it was very stilted comedy. You know, it was very weird. Uh, Tekla was just kind of a little exhibition thing. Uh, I did I I did skip the Ida part. I will admit that because I had I had okay. no I had no time, and I was like, okay, we're you know Natsupoi is just done, and we're gonna get Waka, and we need to see the walk. So, gonna you know we're gonna focus on that, and then Ida's music played, and I just fast forwarded. I just was I just was not arsed. So I did miss Ida's, but um, yeah, of the ones that did do stuff like Hazuki, obviously was fun in there with Julia, um, Tam and Julia. Started at a hundred, but then got way too cute very quickly. Right? Within <laughs> who would have expected? Within that? three minutes, Ahmed hit the glorious driver, and Julia hit the violet screwdriver. Because of course, I was just like, "All right, you guys don't you, you don't have to do that." And uh, <laughs> so, was that necessary? Yeah. So they they got a little bit too cute with that one, and it was kind of like, "All right," like it was kind of eye rolling more than anything. Um, Saki brought the fight to Julia, but she isn't very good, so that, you know, was that. Natsupoi and Julia was interesting, because Natsupoi was on top for most of this. A lot of her stuff missed. <laughs> like, she was, um, she was, like, doing the full mount on Julia and throwing slaps, and, like, half of them just weren't connecting. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, go, stop. So, um, Natsupoi one was, was interesting because they did a callback to the uh, to the turn as well. They did a, a kick on the apron and a German suplex. So they called back to the, the split. And then, uh, yeah, Julia was like, your slaps are doing nothing. I'm going to shoot headbutt you. So she she shoot headbutt Natsupoi. And, uh, yeah, Natsupoi then hugged her after because she was like, I got, I, got, I got my ass beat. So it was, um, yeah, so that was... I'm telling you, she is living a life of regret. Yeah. And then the Waka one was fun, um, but, you know, Julia didn't really... The near falls that they set up for Waka, like, Julia was kicking out very early, so I never really... There was no uh, drama to them. So um, That's unfortunate. Uh, but they did do a nice thing where Julia hit the Glorious Driver with, like, a few seconds left, and Waka kicked out. So, like, Waka earned her draw. Holy shit! Out of the glory. That is crazy. Yeah, she. That's dope. She also hit the Northern Lights bomb, but the the bell rang before she could pin. So, um, so Waka kind of earned her first draw, and then uh, let's see. The best part was Julia putting the promo after because she put Waka over huge. She was like, "It's your first draw and start." I'm like, "You got it against me, the world champion. You earned it." You remind me of when I fight Tam. Like she was like, you you should win. You you have so much passion. You're going for it. Like two days in a row, you had like big names in the company going, Waka, you were fucking awesome. <laughs> like it was really nice. Like the post match promo was really really good from from Julia and Waka. Um, and that last three minutes was probably the best part of the match because the rest of it was very iffy. Um, like a lot of the rest of them just didn't make use of the three minutes at all. Um, and then some of them, the ones that did, like. Uh, you know, Tam got too cute and uh, stuff like that. Um, after that, then Suzu. You didn't even say the result, which was. Yeah, they were all draws, draws, and then she beat Hina. she beat Hina because why not? I guess Poor Super Hina. Strong Stardom Machine <laughs> was one of the X's, and I was just like, all right, I'm so over this fucking thing. Um, How dare you? Listen, all right, I don't. I'm just tired of it. Um, after the match, then Suzu. <laughs> My favorite thing of these shows is Julia will have like a tough match, and then Suzu just shows up to be like, "Hey, hey, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you." What's up, pussy? It's so fun. Uh, the interactions between them are very interesting. Um, but yeah, Julia's like, Julia was like, "Oh yeah, um, 
I should have beat them all, but they were draws. And Suzu was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win your belt. I'm gonna become the face of 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 wrestling. I'm gonna become the face of stardom." And Julia said, "Oh, you want to be the face of stardom? Well, I'm the face of women's wrestling." And Suzu was like, "Oh, you're the face of women's wrestling? Well, I'm the face of wrestling." They're they're doing this like that's so big. Yeah, they're they're like. And Suzu's right, by the way. She is the of face of professional wrestling. Um, the the. Shift in the dynamic between Julia and Suzu is really interesting because Julia straight up called her her little sister here, and that's exactly what they are. The hatred between them is gone, and they're just like jabbing at each other now, <laughs> all the time. It's, it's Hina and Rina, except it's Hina and Rina in ten years. Yeah, so like that's that's where we're at. Like, this promo was really just interesting because it was like they're just they're just jabbing at each other. Like the hatred is gone, you know, which is fair. Because they, I really want Suzu to take the belt off of her. Not yeah. at this show, obviously, but like, give give me defense number two against Suzu in like a year. Yeah, and like, I I would love Suzu to take the belt off of her. If set that up as an option, given that Su- Julia was like, "Hey, you're still my little sister. You're gonna have to break through that if you want to be the face of stardom." So I mean, they could come back to that, but you know, for now, they're like the bickering sisters who uh, are going to kill each other for the belt because that's what they do um which is which is great so i do love the dynamic between those two the highlight of the triangle derby so far has been suzu just showing up every now and then to be like hey hey julia hey julia i'm gonna annoy you it's uh it's, it's pretty fun she, she shows up and and does the tiktok gimmick yeah. just tiktok motherfucker. They, they haven't said anything people. of substance in all these promos they're just annoying each but other, it's great and it's fantastic yeah. so yeah this was another one of those Love that. um yeah that was that was that really um very anticlimactic end to a show that i i almost didn't enjoy but then it got good so that was yeah this triangle rb is rough i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to anybody <laughs> nobody is having fun with this it is uh it is not i mean okay Anybody who is only and exclusively watching NSA and prominence matches is probably having fun. I'll say that. Even then, some of them aren't like amazing, but yeah, I, I can see that. Um, there's two shows to preview this weekend. They're pretty nothing shows. Wait, 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 wait. Stardom Awards. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> All right. We can run through yeah, them. They're okay. very. Un, un, uh, the best technical skill, which we thought was going to go to Mirai, went to Azumi. Azumi? Sure. Azumi. Why not? Um, cool. Fighting Spirit Award. Starlight Kid, who cares? Um, outstanding performance, which usually means beating the top champion. Um, so I assume Julia would win it, but she did not. It was instead Saya Kamatani, which I guess you kind of need to get Saya an award because she didn't really have anything else she could have done or gotten here, unfortunately. But it's good to see Saya get an award. Uh, the fan vote, Tam Nakano. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, best unit. Uh, shocker, but I'm happy with it. Stars gets best unit of the mm. year. Um, I agree with that personally. I, I, I have grown. They've grown to be like the most enjoyable unit on average. Um, especially as a team. Ooh, I hit my mic. Sorry. <laughs> especially as a team, I feel like you kind of enjoy. I mean, they they've been a, a part of the the gold rush. They did good stuff with it. They did the ladder or the cage match rather. They they've just always kind of had that like glue. It, they feel like a team more than a lot of the other teams. Um, and they've really exemplified that this past year. Uh, best Tag Team Award was Meltier. I feel like that was bound to happen, even though it doesn't, like, yeah. statistically yeah. it doesn't make sense. And, like, you know, all that. Best Match Award was Julia Sherry from the 29th. 
obviously. Uh, and then the MVP, again, obviously, was Shuri. Um, so those are the awards of the year. Mirai didn't get any. Uh, Mina didn't get any. And those were the two major holdouts. I mean, Natsupoy. Well, Natsupoy got the tag work. So yeah, I'd say Mirai and Mina are the two that, you know, we kind of expected to get an award, but they didn't. Uh, but that's okay, because, you know, they've, the people who got awards make they've sense. They've really been weird with Mirai since the GP wins. So, you know, when she beat Julia and Mayu back-to-back, they've been very strange with her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that, because I was thinking about that. She was always, like, top two of people who could take the belt off of Saya. She's about to lose to Hashimoto. Mm. And I don't know how she recovers from that. <laughs> you know, like, on the main... I mean, she could always win the New Blood belts. Uh, with Eva, Yeah, I don't think that's out like, of the question, because she's got nothing else to do. Like, it's... Uh, yeah. It really... Like, she's definitely not on the way up, type of... Mm. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, which I kind of expect her to be. Because it felt like she was just constantly on the way up. It was just taking a slow and steady approach. Mm-hmm. But... I guess they're just not really focused on her anymore. Yeah, it feels like they had an end goal with her and then had to change plans and were like, okay, you're, you're, you're here now. You know, they, they, did, they did similarly with Micah yeah. in her early year and a half or two. Because, I mean, she beat Momo Watanabe like three times <laughs> in singles matches. Like, she just kept beating her. Um, and that was when Momo, like, mattered. So, like, it felt like, oh, she's, like, she's, like, going to be doing shit. And then she just hasn't won a belt since. Yeah. I don't know. You know, a, a meaningful belt, at least. So I, I, I guess they just don't like Taka trainees like that. Uh, <laughs> um, we can move on. Yeah, we do have two shows to preview before we go. They're very nothing shows, though. The first is on the 28th of uh, January. Uh, most people will be watching the Royal Rumble instead, I imagine. This is at the Funabashi City yep. General Gymnasium in Chiba. Uh, in the opener, we have Hina versus Tomoka Inaba versus Rina. So, a judo people so that's fun uh, uh no, her, is winning. she's just karate oh <laughs> the same it's fine it doesn't matter it's very much not the same jesus christ <laughs> they are like direct they're like direct is, is, directly opposed saying what i just said racist <laughs> <laughs> it could be it could be taken that way karate and judo uh, are the you, same you chose, thing. Like, is that you chose the two is that yeah, you, you chose the two Jap- the two most prominent japanese uh, martial arts and i was like ah it's oh thing. no I'm doomed. Mm. Accidental racism is, is, is a staple. It's why you love Star Quest. <laughs> Accidental racism. <laughs> it's always it's never on purpose. It's almost never on purpose. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Almost yeah, never on purpose. Yeah, like you calling me boy was you know it was that wasn't planned. Oh, I was gonna say my thing against white women, but yeah, oh, that yeah, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what a, yeah. All right. Okay. Smokey so, okay, Inaba's winning. <laughs> Yes, right. yes, she is. The next match is um, Mayu Utani, Hanan, and Momo Kogo versus Tam, Natsupoi, and Wakasukiyama. I mean, we know who's winning that. Um, you guessed it, not Wakasukiyama. Yes. Uh, the next match is a triangle derby match. It is Club Venus versus Gold Ship. And probably a Gold Ship win. Please take my pain away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the match after that is Zaya Brookside versus Saki Kashima and the yeah. closing stretch is about to drive oh me fucking insane. That's great. Um, the next match then is, is Queen's Quest versus Prominence. So that's that might be a draw. If, okay, if Queen's Quest does not perform here, then I have given up. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have, to have a conversation. Yeah, because so. like this should be like a match of the tournament contender. Mm-hmm. 
if if they gave even the slightest of a fuck. You know what I mean? But if they don't, then we, we need to we need to have a chat. We will. Don't you worry. We will call them all bad. Don't you worry. <laughs> but yeah, this, this might be a draw. Because I don't think we've had a draw in this league I can so see far. It. I'm, I'm yeah. cool with it. Prominence needs to draw. That's a true, couple, yes. They are like four for four, I think, so far. So, yeah. They've, they've lost one. Yeah. They're four for five. Like, that's crazy. Um, the next match, then, is Unique Glare versus Rampage GE. So, I mean, probably a Rampage GE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the match after that, then, is 7-Up versus Mahime with C. Uh, that's probably Mahime with C. Being a win over the champs. Maybe. I, I could see it. Like, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this match because it's a preview. Mm. Like, it's a clean preview. Uh, and it should be pretty fun. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Nanai over Lady C makes a lot of sense, too. Possibly. But I don't know. I could see Mahime getting a win here since they're where, probably losing Where is 7-Up at? Uh, 7-Up is... Oh, no, yeah, 7-Up needs to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, Mahime with C. And then the main event is the Barry Barry Bombers versus Classmates. This might be a Barry Barry Bombers win because they need points, so... Yeah. yeah. It's a shame because I feel like Classmates is, like, really dropping yeah. a lot of points. But, you know, Which is, like, okay, obviously. Yeah. Like, it's not... Not either, you know, but it's, it, you know, it's... it's part of the process. Yeah, I mean, they have three more matches after this, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, the next show to preview then is on the 29th of January. This is in Gunma. And um, in the opener, we have Waka Skiyama versus Tomoka Inaba versus Azumi. So it might be Azumi getting the win. Inaba and Azumi is an interesting. Yes, it is. An interesting pairing. I, I feel like they haven't done that yet. Or they Probably did barely do it, one of the I'd say. They didn't do it in the tag league. Yeah, so yeah, I'm interested in this one. Um... Match after that then is Julia, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla versus Natsuko Tora, Saki Kashima, and Raka. So probably a non-tournament. Yes, it's probably Julia, in Raka. Yeah, Barry, Barry. Yeah. Um, the match after that then is Utami Hashishita, Saikamatani, Hina versus Momo Anabe, Starlight Kid, and Rina. So, um, <laughs> probably Rina's team. Pins Rina. Yeah, yeah, they they. They like keeping yeah. Reno over Hina nowadays. As they that's what you do. That's what you get for going to fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then we have a triangle derby match. It's Club Venus versus Mahime with C. It's probably a Club Venus win. Might be one of their last matches as well. Why did I close the goddamn tab? Hold on, let me. I'm, I'm looking. At the oh no. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, Club Venus only has. Uh yeah, these are the last two matches. Yeah, so they're probably weekend. winning here. Yeah, Club Venus wins one, loses one, uh, I think, this weekend. All right. So that they sit at sixth, they don't win anything. Yeah, that's, that's a good spot for them. Um, yeah. Then we have uh, another Triangle Derby match. It's 7-Up versus Rebel X Enemy. Oh, wow. This should also be quite good. Like, I would hope so. This sounds fun. Um, I, also, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Rebel and Enemy. Listen, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be quite honest with you. I just haven't a care in the world. Okay, might be rebel. I'm gonna keep calling them enemy. Yeah, it might be re rebel and enemy, possibly. Because I mean, Unimizumori is right there. Yeah, I feel like. Okay, so it's getting down to brass tacks time. I feel like the way that I'm seeing it is rebel enemy and prominence goes to the well. Gold ship could. Uh... Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, this is interesting because like it's getting down to it's getting down to, to obviously there's certain teams that have like. 
four matches left still. But uh, it's getting down to the point where it's like, okay, well, Prominence and Rebel Enemy only have like one more match after this weekend or one or two more matches after this weekend. Uh, Prominence is already at eight points, which means they cannot be caught up by like certain wrestlers. I'm pretty sure some people are already eliminated uh, and they will be this mm-hmm. weekend, especially. So, um, yeah, I think I think probably Rebel Rebel Enemy beats Seven Up. Yeah. Cause then, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's what I go. All right. Um, the n- next match then is Cosmic Angels versus Classmates. No idea. <laughs> classmates, I guess. Yeah, I think Classmates. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, yeah Classmates, Classmates. Right. And then the main event is H&M versus Godzai GE, or Rampage GE. Um, H&M? Well, H&M. I'm still waiting for an H&M upset. I feel like they I feel this like they definitely This is in Chiba, right? Is Chiba in... the... Not... Maybashi? Is Maybashi the place the twins are from? Is it close to it? No? no okay. No. All right, yeah. So, yeah. Probably Godzai, then. Yeah, I mean, okay, so H&M's going to... Wait, H&M doesn't face... Oh, yeah, H&M has Lollipop. So they'll beat Lollipop uh, in a couple weeks. So they'll end up with, like, two. I feel like they definitely could get an upset. Their only other matches are this match and Rebel Enemy um, on the 17th. So I feel like they got to get an upset somewhere. Maybe they don't have to, but I feel like they will. And I think... I think it's here. So, yeah, I think right. I think I take H and M over God's eye. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to call because H and M is just such a weak team on paper. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely not an easy. Yeah. Call, you know what I mean? But I mean, look, that's, I feel like that's how these go. It's a tournament. That's. I feel like Mayu over Ami is like so. Like I feel like Mayu over anybody is so yeah. easy. You know what I mean? Like they 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 could just kind of layer it differently, and nobody would. That and I. True. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you make a point. Um, all right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week to review these two shows and preview the return of cheering at Eddie Onosak Arena. That's going to be so fun. Um, going to be very hyped. Uh, this show has gone quite long, so I'm not going to stick around for too much time. Uh, it's time to close the show. Yes. All right. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo.